You are now listening to The Moon Child. Back here with another episode. It is Monday, January 25th, 11.30 a.m. It's a nice sunny day. It was raining very hard yesterday. And I wanted to record yesterday on this Sunday after the championship weekend. But I got called in for work. So I was able to only watch one of the games. But it was the game I wanted to watch. I was only able to watch the Packers versus the Buccaneers. I missed the Chiefs and Bills game, but I had an idea that Chiefs would win the game. I had them by seven, and they ended up winning by 14, I believe, 38 to 24. Buccaneers beat the Packers 31 to 26. And now we're sitting here with the Chiefs versus Buccaneers Super Bowl. And I am very excited about it. This was the Super Bowl I wanted to see for the simple fact that the Buccaneers are going to host the Super Bowl. And it's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes again. Tom Brady is the only one who gave Patrick Mahomes a loss in his whole playoff career. And it's just outstanding to see that he's in his third year as a starter. He just played his third AFC Championship game. All at home, by the way. And if he wins this Super Bowl, this will be an official passing the torch of the next GOAT. I watched this man beat my Niners and break my heart in the Super Bowl. Now, I think the Niners should have won. I think we got cheated a little bit. But his pure ability and his pure talent willed them over. And some mishaps for the 49ers offense made us lose the game. So... We're sitting here at a Chiefs versus Bucks Super Bowl, and the whole system QB about Tom Brady is down in the drain now. He just brought the Buccaneers to Super Bowl the year that they're hosting it, and it's greatness. You just gotta, you just gotta give it up to the guy. Did he outplay Aaron Rodgers though? Nah, Aaron Rodgers definitely had the better game. Tom Brady threw three touchdowns, but he also threw three interceptions, and. A guy that I feel bad for is Jameis Winston. He ended he ended his Bucks career throwing three touchdowns and three interceptions to have a 30-30 season. And now he's watching the guy who replaced him take him to a Super Bowl after throwing three touchdowns and three interceptions. That's gotta be a slap that's gotta be a slap in the face. <laughs> now recapping that game. You know, you're going to hear people complain about the calls. I don't like complaining about the calls. Like, I can sit here and dwell on the nine, on the calls that the Niners didn't get. Yeah, Nick Bosa got held on that third and 15. But the safety messed up, and he still got the throw off. And plus, it's a four-quarter game, multiple possession game. There's turnovers that you can capitalize on. There's other things. There's third downs you can be converting. You can't just bring the whole game to calls. Um, yeah. And he and actually that that last play was it was a pass interference. He held his shirt. But if you don't give up that touchdown before the half ends by letting him go over the top, you probably win this game. It's the other shit that I'd be talking about, you know, and and the fumble by Aaron Jones right when you get the ball back at halftime. So there's so many different situations and outcomes that can happen than just straight calls. So I don't I'm not really a blame the calls type person. Um, there's so many different aspects throughout a game. But my biggest issue with the Packers game was, of course, I think the one that everybody's talking about was 
going for it, for not going for it on that fourth down. Um, if you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about it, uh, he said, you know, he wanted to, he could have ran it. They People say, oh, he could have ran it in and stuff like that. He could have ran it on that third down play instead of forcing it to Devontae Adams. But when they show it from a different angle from his view, um, I don't think, I don't think uh, he would have been able to make it. He had, I think, Jason Pierre-Paul or Shaq Barrett right behind him. And I think the linebacker, was there, it was Levante David or um, David, what's his, David White? I think it's David White. I can't believe I forgot his first name. But David White, both of them was right there kind of looking at him. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers at 37-year-old, I'm not taking no chances with them two linebackers or Shaq Barrett. Or Jason Pierre-Paul behind me. Uh-uh, nuh-uh. And he had the idea that they had another play that he was able, able to run. But Matt LaFleur... And Matt LaFleur is kind of in the same category as Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Young, very um, smart, offensive minds who find a way to choke at the big game. He choked before he got to the big game. I thought he was going to be the next one to get to the Super Bowl, but they're not. And... And yeah, he took the ball out of his hands. They're down 31 to 23. And instead of going for a fourth and goal with five yards to go, they kick the field goal so they can have three timeouts before going into the two minute warning. But my thing was, they had three. If they would have just ran a play before that two minute warning, they could have had. They had three timeouts to get a stop still, and you could have, you know, still had the same opportunity to give. Aaron Rodgers the ball back but the point is just giving him that one last play at least so I didn't understand it took the ball out of his hands they didn't get the stop and then boom game over like that Aaron Rodgers loses another NFC championship and he said he's and let's talk about Aaron Rodgers I'm not going to talk too much about the Chiefs Bills game because the Chiefs is a upcoming dynasty the Bills loss didn't hurt as much as the Packers loss because the Bills are just ascending they're ascending they're getting better um they're not necessarily on the chiefs level yet and they should be back next year josh allen showed how much better he got he should be improving again after he gets a bag and they'll be back next year add another piece maybe another corner or something um add something to that d line um their offense is fine try to establish a running game but um losing losing to mahomes ain't the worst thing in the world (laughs) but for the packers a little different uh, there's a lot of talk surrounding Aaron Rodgers and his comments saying he doesn't know he's going to be there. And if you think about all the things he's been through, you know, um, they never drafted him, you know, weapons. He always has to deal with a new set of weapons every four years. He's 37. He's been doing this for 16 years. And you took the ball out of his hands for the last play. You drafted a QB this last year instead of adding some help maybe to the defense or to the offense. And... There's going to be a lot of guys with contracts coming up and they're going to redraft because that's how the Packers do. They have a different way of running the franchise. They're like no other organization because they don't have an owner. So Aaron Rodgers, I'm thinking, you know, he probably wants a new change of scenery. If you look at to the if you look at the guy he just lost to, he lost to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was going through some things with the organization and, you know, at first, it was with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. So now, Aaron Rodgers is in that situation with Jordan Love. And it's even more 
eye-opening for Aaron Rodgers because he did the same thing to Brett Favre. So I think in Aaron Rodgers thinking, instead of what Brett Favre did, it was play for extra three years and then Aaron Rodgers start. Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, I'll just play one more year and I'll just dip out. And y'all can go with Jordan Love since y'all really needed to draft him. Y'all not going to get three more years of me and then kick me on the curb and then let go Jordan Love. I bet his thing is like, okay, y'all can just go with Jordan Love this season. See how good you guys are without me. And I'll go to the San Francisco 49ers and we'll win a Super Bowl with me and Kyle Shanahan and that great defense. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. I don't see any other team that Aaron Rodgers will go to but the San Francisco 49ers. Just a way to kick, you know, kind of just shove it to the Packers, you know, just go to the hometown team. He doesn't have to be in that cold, freezing Green Bay, Wisconsin weather. Come to the Bay. Come with Kyle Shanahan. He's friends with Fred Warner. They share the same agent. We have a great defense. We have weapons. We have George Kittle. We have Trent Williams. I think we got it all. And I would would definitely take a 37, 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I will take a 43-year-old Aaron Rodgers on the Niners. If Aaron Rodgers can come to the Niners... And start that second path of his career away from the Packers with the Niners. We are there is no way that we're not winning a Super Bowl, and I think he sees that. I think he sees a new change in direction. He's seen what Tom Brady just did. He just went to Tampa. He's seen how talented Tampa was. He's like, oh, it's good defense. They got weapons on offense. Good weather. Oh, come over here, fuck with Tampa Bay. Go to the Super Bowl, and that's what he did. Packers are very cheap. That's the thing. Packers are very cheap with the players. And I don't think he feels like going through another batch of rookies on rookie deals. And they drafted a QB. Like, that was the ultimate disrespect. He just brought him to the NFC Championship, and you guys drafted a QB. So, he flexed on him. He, You know, he's more about, basically, I think, with Aaron Rodgers' mind. He's like, I'm, y'all need me more than I need y'all. And y'all drafted a QB. How about y'all go with that QB that y'all drafted and I'll go do my own thing. <laughs> so this is going to be a crazy offseason. You got Matthew Stafford just parting ways. We don't know what, what's going to happen with Big Ben and the Steelers. Colts need a QB. The Broncos, I think they need a QB. The Lions now need a QB. Who knows where the Niners is going to go with QB. The Texans is going to need a new QB after they get this, after they get rid of Deshaun Watson. It's going to be interesting. What's, is the Jets going to get a new QB? Um, the Patriots, what are they going to do at QB? You even question the Panthers. So there's a lot of movement with the quarterback position. We're definitely going to a different era where, except for Tom Brady, he can just keep playing his game. Aaron Rodgers is going to keep going for a while. But the Phillip Rivers, the Ben Roethlisbergers, um, the Drew Brees, they're they're gone. So... Saints going to need a new QB. So you got a lot of interesting situations. And I'm really excited for this offseason for the NFL. Now, I really hope, like, out of all these QBs rumored, it's like, yeah, I want Deshaun Watson for the Niners. I really do. But I would really like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. I would really like to have Aaron Rodgers. I'll give, if you tell me I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers from age 38 to 43, I'll take it. I will take it. Um, he can be like, 
He can be like our Peyton Manning. You know how Peyton Manning was for the Broncos? I want Aaron Rodgers to be like that for the Niners. Because I really like Aaron Rodgers. He's very smart. Just um, The most talented QB I was ever able to see. Um, I remember my dad. He's a Cowboys fan. And, you know, and then the two times that they went to the playoffs and had good playoff teams, even though, you know, they've been pretty much irrelevant, um, they placed against the Packers. They played against the Packers. And I just remember my dad just sitting there, shitting his pants as Aaron Rodgers over here clutching down the drive. I remember it was like 30 seconds left in the game. If they got a field goal, they would win the game. And Aaron Rodgers is rolling to his left, and he just threw like a 50-yarder to Jared Cook off the run, going to his left, threw a dime on the sideline. And just, man, so talented throwing the football. And fitting that with Kyle Shanahan, Oh, my God. Oh, with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, the run game, Raheem Maserati. Woo! And the defense, Fred Warner is the best middle linebacker in the game. Come on, Aaron Rodgers. Let's make it happen. Come back to the Bay. Let's let's forget about the mistake that they made in 2005. Let's just relive it. You know, you want to get back at the Packers. They haven't been treating you that well. You deserve better. So... Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can find his way on the Niners. I don't see him going to any other teams. You know, there's the Colts maybe, but like, come to California. I think that's the best spot for him. He would be chilling there. I hope not the Rams. Oof, that would be pretty scary. I wouldn't want him to go to the Rams. Nah, maybe Sean McVay's a little too young for him. I think he got more respect for Kyle Shanahan. So, Aaron Rodgers to the Niners. Now, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Who do I think is going to win? And, I, man, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, man, Chiefs, Bucks, Bucks, Chiefs. And I don't like betting against him, but I'm going to do it. Because seeing the Packers have the season they did, I'm like, okay. And when they beat the Rams and the Rams beat the Seahawks, I think about my Niners. And I think about the Niners team last year, right? And the Niners swept the Rams last year and this year, even with the practice squad. We got swept by the Seahawks, but they only swept the practice squad. So seeing that the Seahawks couldn't compete with the Rams and we're way better than the Rams, I'm like, okay, shit, we still run the NFC because the Rams lost to the Packers. And the Super Bowl Niners ran the Packers not once but twice. So I'm like, okay, well, the Niners, when healthy, is pretty much still the best team in the NFC. And then so I see the the Buccaneers beat the 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 Packers the way they did. And I'm looking at the Buccaneers, okay, you know. They got the GOAT at QB. That's the difference between that Niners team and this Bucks team. But I was if I'm to compare defenses, the Bucks defense is really good. But that Niners defense was better, in my opinion. And do I think that the Bucks can hold Pat Mahomes this year too? They, got, they just get better every year. Tyreek Hill gets better. It seems like Travis Kelsey's connection with Mahomes gets better. Do I see the Buccaneers holding the Chiefs to 10 points in three quarters? And my answer to that is no. Pat Mahomes only has one playoff loss, and that is against Tom Brady. I think he really wants this win. I think he wants to... 
because if they get it twice, then it's like, you know, you can be successful, you know, win a championship, you're, you know, you're the winner for that one year, but when you do it again and again, that's when you start becoming hated, and that's when you start becoming a dynasty, you start becoming for real, that's when you start making the history books. The Chiefs fried them, they fried the, the, the Bucks last, last time, and they were messing around, they kind of played around with the game. Andy Reid, better coach, so the Chiefs got the better coach. Right now, the better quarterback, the better weapons. And the Chiefs' defense, in my opinion, is very underrated. They were the ones who won that game in that last Super Bowl, in my opinion. Chris Jones and Frank Clark, they are probably the most clutch defensive linemen I've ever seen. They are always making plays. And then don't even get me started on Tyron Matthew. That dude's just the safe, any, uh, it's the safety that you want. He can play man-to-man coverage with the best of them. He's a legitimate corner, but then he's a safety and not just one of those ball hawking safety, which he is one of the best at, but he ain't scared to get his 5'9 ass in the run game. He'll tackle for loss. He's just the honey badger. He's everywhere. So I got Chiefs by seven. I got Chiefs by seven. 31 24 again. That's what I got. I'm not betting against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have not given me a reason to bet against them. And. Congratulations to Raider fans. Y'all can hang up a banner saying that y'all beat the Chiefs this season. <laughs> because I don't see anybody stopping them. I think the Niners was closest to them. And I think the Niners is better than the Bucks. And I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I don't see how that defense is gonna stop the Chiefs offense. They're clicking. Eric Bien- like they were five for five in the red zone last game. That's just I don't know how you're gonna beat them. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to beat them. So I'm not going to go against them. I think Patrick Mahomes takes the torch. And should be legendary. It's, it's going to be legendary each way. Because if Tom Brady wins it, he gets his seventh Super Bowl ring. He won it without Belichick the year he left. Or the young goat, Matt Patrick Mahomes, gets his second straight ring. on another, And he still has like 15 years left. So it's ridiculous. Um... If, if Pat Mahomes do win this Super Bowl and he keeps winning, like if he gets like a three-peat, he, he might be like a Michael Jordan of this sport where they might, I feel like they might drive I'm hoping this doesn't happen, but when you get that much success, I hope they don't drive him out the sport. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll see how, I think Kelsey, Kelsey's a tight end. He can go to like 37, 38 years old in my opinion. Just the way he played, he played with so much finesse. And Tyreek Hill is still pretty young, so... Um, they got their pieces. They can just draft a 4-4 receiver every year. They got still got McCole Hardman. Um, they're set. The running back is set. Just maybe beef up that offensive line a little bit, but they're set. So I hope they don't drive them out the sport. But the Chiefs, it look, it look, it's looking like they're going to go back-to-back. It's looking like they're going to go back-to-back. But teams next, I don't think they're going to go to no 3 P because teams next year is going to come with some ammunition. You got, like, the Colts. The AFC is stacked. And a lot of the teams in the AFC is literally just one little piece from being really competitive with the Chiefs. NFC, it's kind of on a down trail. But the Niners still run it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I got Chiefs over the Bucks. Sorry, Tom Brady. I, I won't be mad if you prove me wrong. Um, but Chiefs should probably spoil the party in Tampa Bay. 31-24. to 24. It's going to be really interesting. I hope I don't have work that day. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I really look forward to it. Who know? Who would have thought this 2020 season, 
that 2020 season would end on such a high note. Then the championship weekend was great. Just seeing Brady and Rodgers out there, that was that was just cool. That was just really cool. So, back to my, now, on to my Kings. I'm really upset because last night and today we were supposed to be on this back-to-back against the Grizzlies and I can see the showdown for Ja versus De'Aaron Fox. But because of some COVID issues, both games were postponed. So, I got to wait a little bit for some Kings basketball. I hope they're taking this break to, you know, really, you know, because we're coming off of a high note. We just beat the Knicks. We held them under 100 points, which I was happy about. And Tyrese Halliburton just shows again why he should be rookie of the year. He had four blocks, 16 points, efficient shooting. And just the question is, is when he's going to start. And I, I, I don't know if I really feel bad for him because I didn't like his comments when his contract year came. But this is what I'm going to talk about with, with, with the Kings today. Tyrese Halliburton versus Buddy Heald. Now, all Kings fans are just like, come on, we got to start. We got to start Tyrese. We got to start Tyrese. And I'm all for it. You, you compare the two. It's kind of sad, but it's true. And you don't want to say this early, but it's honestly true by based on the eye test. Tyrese Halliburton is better than Buddy Heald in all phases of basketball. Not only that, Tyrese is a point guard, but he plays shooting guard better than Buddy. And if you look at all the phases, okay, inside scoring, Buddy's hit, what's it called? Inside scoring. Tyrese's floater is more consistent, and he gets it more open than Buddy Hill. So he's better inside scorer. He's been a better three-point shooter this year. He's been a better mid-range scorer this year. He's far better a playmaker than Buddy Hill. He's a far better defender than Buddy Hill. He's a better rim protector than Buddy Hill because he's longer. He's better at steals because he has longer arms and he has more IQ. And that's the main thing. At Tyrese Halliburton, two years of college in the Big 12. Buddy Hill, four years of college in the Big 12. Buddy Hill, six overall pick. Tyrese. 12th overall pick. Buddy Hill, 28 years old. Tyrese, 20 years old. And Tyrese has, if I was to grade it, Tyrese Halliburton's IQ is an A minus. And Buddy Hill's is a C plus. <laughs> Who moves? Okay. And then you want to go into other things. Who moves without the ball better? Tyrese, Tyrese does. Who takes better shots? Tyrese does. Who gets more open shots? Tyrese does. He's literally better at all phases. And the only thing I really even need, I don't even need to talk about all phases. The only thing I need to just talk about is his defense and versatility. Defense, versatility, and IQ. Tyrese checks all those boxes and Buddy Hill does not. Sadly, um, the way Buddy Hill is paid $24 million a year. I expect him to be as good as Victor Oladipo, Karis LeVert, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, and he's nowhere near on that tier. He's a poor man's CJ McCollum. 6'5", can't really play defense. And like I said, my frustration with him as a shooter is he doesn't move without the ball like a J.J. Redick or even a Tyrese Halliburton. So it's only a matter of time. His confidence was good from the start because I thought Buddy would succeed with Bogdan Bogdanovich being gone, and Tyrese could be the developing rookie. 
But Tyrese is a future star and rookie of the year that Buddy's spot is in jeopardy again, and there goes his confidence. So it's a matter of time when we trade Buddy Hield. I'm really looking forward for that day so we can just move off that. Um, we traded my, my favorite player, my favorite Kings player for Buddy Hill, DeMarcus Cousins, and he's not lived up to it. He has not lived up to that stature. He hasn't lived up to that overall pick. He probably just needs a new start. That's fine for him. But Tyrese Halliburton is definitely the next big thing. And the backcourt of Tyrese and De'Aaron Fox, I feel like it's special once they get a legitimate frontcourt. Tyrese Halliburton, like I said, his comparisons, he's a mixture of Shea Gilgis Alexander and Malcolm Brogdon. He has that IQ and that poise of Malcolm Brogdon. And he has that length and versatility of Shea Gilgis Alexander. So... He's just gonna be he's gonna be good. It's just a matter of time. And I'm just waiting for Monty to make a move. And there will be a move coming. There's rumors that Bayelisa will be on the trade market. Um he's on the trade block right now. They're listening to offers. I'm hoping that he can package Buddy and Bayelisa in in a trade. And, you know, they can be very valuable for a championship contending team. You know, you got two shooters right there. You got two snipers. Um, put them around some all-stars, you know, they can be very good role players for somebody. The difference is for our situation is that they're starters and reliable players and they're not good enough to help us become a playoff team and we can, we need to be playing the youth right now. I want to compete, but we want to I want to compete using the youth and Tyrese is the youth and he's the clear cut. He's going to be the future for us, him and De'Aaron Fox. So I want to see what we got going with that. I think Bayalisa would be a good fit for. I think he'll be a good fit for Philly. I think him and Buddy Hill would be a good fit for Philly. And the, the guy that I want from Philly, I want Danny Green. Yes, he's been off this season, but he brings defense. He still has three point scoring, and he has an expiring contract for fifteen million. And then give us like a Mike Scott or something, and maybe a young pick, young player, or a a, a second round pick. Just. Get rid of the contracts. We can take on that Danny Green contract. He'll be a great vet for the guys that we have right now. And he could bring that defense and space that we need. Um, or And give us Mike Scott. We can use some dogs on our team. So, Bayalisa um, or even Tony Bradley. Something like that. We just need a veteran guy with an expiring contract to clear up some cap. I don't want this Buddy Hill contract no more. Um... I'm just ready for Tyrese Halliburton time. <laughs> I'm really ready for it. So we got a couple games coming up. Um, it, the schedule is actually, we actually have, to, actually have a tough schedule where the Kings are starting to go east this next coming game. So we start off against the Magic. I want to win that game. We got the Raptors next. The Heat after that. Pelicans again. And the Celtics. So I'm looking at when the goal of these five game stretches to win. If we could just win three out of the five of these little five game stretches, we're building something. You know, we're building something positive. And hopefully, the like I said, the only problem that we have is really defense. Defense is the main issue, and maybe some rotation errors. Just three guys, but now two guys. It's really Buddy and Corey Joseph that's pissing me off. Bagley is showing improvement on defense, and I like to see that. I'm going to keep believing in him. 
I just hope that his mentality is in within the Sacramento Kings and trying to develop that. If he's not wanting to play for the Kings, then there's no reason for him to be there. But if he can show that that he has solid rim protection, if he can help us out, and because I, like I said, I already know he can put up 20 and 10, but he has to be able to defend. And he has been getting better defensively these past five games. The first 10 games, he was just deer off. Oh, my God. But, you know, I believe in improvement. And I was thinking of a player that um, wasn't a good defender and has became a good defender. And that's Jason Tatum. And they both went to Duke. So there is belief that he could become a good defender. And we're hoping that for him because it's already in the past. We don't have Luka Doncic. And, you know, if he can be the player that we drafted, we have a chance to become a championship team because we could have a future big three with Tyrese, De'Aaron Fox, and Marvin Bagley. So it should be exciting. This should be really exciting as a Kings fan. It's not our year yet. Don't worry about it. But the window um, when Kawhi, LeBron, KD, all of them's a little bit older and all that. De'Aaron Fox will be like 27, maybe 28. But he's only 23. So we got time. We got a really solid future building upon here in Sacramento. And, you know, say if we don't do good this year, we can get a good draft pick. We got our draft picks now. Vlade's not trading them away for nothing. And we have a good, solid GM that knows what he's doing. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, the last thing I want to talk about for a brief moment is the Utah Jazz. You know, everybody getting on Shaq for saying what he said. Um, my thing about what, what they say on TNT is y'all be saying some crazy shit on Twitter. People be saying the craziest shit on Twitter. And then once they say it live to TV, only thing I respect about Shaq saying that, at least he said it to him instead of doing an interview and then talking, saying, oh, he's not a championship contender. Like He told him, oh, I don't think you're a championship contender. I'm saying to motivate you whatever so but i'm looking at the jazz and they have a very interesting piece back that they didn't have in the bubble and they did take the nuggets to seven games without this piece they have boyan not bogdan boyan bogdanovich he's back and it seems like the team is clicking they always been one of the best defenses in the league and donovan mitchell's getting better but the guy who has finally adjusted he was disappointing last year but he's finally adjusting, and he leads the league in plus-minus over LeBron and Kawhi. And that's Mike Conley. Mike Conley has been the person that they traded for. So that's starting. I'm looking at that starting five. Like, okay, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, you know, next D-Wade with a three-point shot. You got Joe Ingles and Bojan Bogdanovic, and then a two-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, you can look at his contract. He's overpaid. But... You can build your defense around him. If I'm a defender, um, I can just run off any team I want to off the three-point line, force them to drive, and make them deal with Rudy and try to finish. My whole philosophy is try to finish on Rudy. <laughs> try to go get a layup in the paint. If you can get a layup in the paint, good luck. Um, but then you look at their bench. They brought back Derek Favors. Jordan Clarkson could be a six-man-of-the-year guy. Royce O'Neal. So they have pieces, and they have good coaching. And... They're definitely jumping to my third. They're doing what I thought the Trailblazers would be doing. But Dame is still carrying away. So, But I, I still believe in the Warriors. So, But I think the Jazz maybe jumped above another level compared to the Warriors and Trailblazers. The Nuggets is starting to come back. They're finally starting to get back on track. Jabal Murray's doing his point. I love watching Jokic play, by the way. But the Jazz took the Nuggets to seven last year without Bojan. And they have another year together. So I like what the Jazz is doing more than the Nuggets. And the Nuggets lost a lot of pieces. And, you know, now you got to look out how they fare 
compared to L.A. and the two L.A. teams. Now, I think it's a bad matchup for them when it comes to the Clippers. But when it comes to the Lakers, they, they, have a, they, they match up a little bit better with the Lakers than they do with the Clippers. Uh, Rudy Gobert can uh, really put the Lakers' interior scoring a little bit more of a hold. Not saying he's going to stop them, but he can he can hold them a little bit better. They run really well as a team. They've been playing together for a while. Um, they're angry for sure. Um, those times they lost to the Rockets, um, and they lost to the Nuggets last year after blowing a three-one lead. You know, you look at that. You look at what happened. You know, these past three years and Donovan Mitchell consistently ascending. He's proving me wrong uh, because he started off bad this year. But the whole team, like the bench, the the defense, they they got they got they got the pieces. It's just how far will Donovan Mitchell take that next leap? But Bojan Bogdanovich can get twenty in any single night. Joe Ingles gives them the spacing they need. Mike Conley has been one of the best point guards in this league for the best ten, the last past ten years. So it's it's interesting seeing how Mike Conley has adjusted. And he's gotten um, used to the team and he's improved a lot more than last season. So watch out for the Jazz. They're on a seven-game win streak. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna say that the Lakers and the Clippers are in a whole nother level above them anymore. Cause I like what the Jazz is. I like the basketball that they're playing. So, yeah, this thing I'm talking about today. Uh, we'll see how this week at the NBA transpires. And yeah, I'm gonna keep it at there. We'll see how things go. I'll be back with another episode, maybe Thursday, maybe Wednesday, depending on how my work schedule goes. Before Friday, or if it's not, if it's not before Friday, it will be Friday. Um, that's when I'm planning on coming with another episode. So yeah, it feels nice to be on 18, episode 18. Yeah, I'm enjoying this little process. I'm enjoying being out here in Sacramento. So yeah, if if anybody's listening, if anybody got to this long listening, if you want me to like talk about a topic or anything, just let me know, you know. So keep it out here. Peace. Y'all have a lovely day.